hello, I'm Hazel Semple. This is Sound News Broadcasting from the Old Man Studio in Church Street, Portadown. Uh, this production is for the week ending Saturday the 27th of August. On behalf of everyone here on the Talking Newspaper team, welcome to this week's programme. The stories making the headlines this week are, from the Portadown Times, strike uh, talks deadlock as rubbish piles up, and from the Lurgan Mail, reckless behaviour could lead to injury. And now I'll hand you over to Gareth to bring you the first story, um, it's from the Lurgan Mail. And the headline in the Lurgan Mail is, Reckless Behaviour Could Lead to Injury. Calls for urgent action on antisocial behaviour were made after an arson attack on an empty property in Craigavon on Sunday night. Sinn Féin councillor Catherine Nelson called for steps to be taken to address antisocial behaviour at an abandoned property in Clamroll Park. She said that near, nearby residents are concerned. Back in February, I worked to secure the boarding up of this property due to ongoing antisocial behaviour. However, last night the property was accessed and set on fire. This morning I will work to further secure the property and will be in touch with the Northern Ireland Housing Executive and the PSNI to agree further action. If you notice activity at this property, please phone it in immediately to the PSNI. A PSNI spokesperson confirmed police had received a report at approximately 9.45pm on Sunday night that a building in the Conrola Park area was on fire. Officers attended along with colleagues from the Northern Ireland Fire and Rescue Service. On arrival, extensive, extensive damage had been caused to the property. Thankfully, no damage had been caused to occupied houses in the nearby area and there, no, there were no reports of any injuries. We are treating this fire as arson and are investigating and our investigation is now underway. Police are also aware of issues with antisocial behaviour at the vacant property. We do not want to see anyone being injured as a result of being there without proper authorisation and would appeal to anyone involved in this type of behaviour to stop. We would urge anyone who may have any information or CCTV or dash cam footage that could assist with the investigation into this reckless act to contact police. And from the Portadown Times, strike talks deadlock as rubbish piles up. Rubbish seeping from litter bins and blowing around the streets of Portadown has some business owners upset that a settlement of the strike has not yet been forthcoming. Many workers at uh, ABC Council staff have been on strike for almost two weeks, with almost all sections of local authority affected by particularly environmental health and leisure. Bins have not been collected for the last two weeks and street uh, cleansing and litter bins have not been emptied, leaving towns across the borough in a filthy state. Some households and businesses have been paying private contractors to remove their rubbish at a hefty extra cost. Some leisure services have also been affected as well as public toilets and community centres. There have been no informal talks since the meeting between the three unions, GMB, UNITE and uh, NIPSA, and council management broke down two weeks ago. It is understood informal talks and mediation is taking place behind the scenes. Furthermore, it is understood a, proposed, a proposal by Sinn Féin for a deal including an, an instrumental 
sorry, incremental pay rise along with a one-off cost of living payment and the national pay deal, uh, currently 1925 per annum, was rejected at Monday night's council meeting by 20 votes to 19. In the meantime, rubbish continues to build at people's homes and on the streets of our towns and villages. Some private contractors have been working overtime in the area, collecting bins from private citizens. It's understood one contractor is charging £3 per bin bag and £10 for a wheelie bin. Another is charging £10 for a blue bin and £10 and £5 for the green bin. Right. And continuing with the road to chemists, during the week ahead, urgent prescriptions will be dispensed at the following addresses, starting with Portadown. On Sunday the 28th of August, the chemist is Cherry Mount Healthcare Limited of Ice Grove Shopping Centre, and that's open from 11am to 12 noon. Uh, Lurgan residents can collect prescribed medicines on Sunday the 28th of August, and the chemist is S.J. McKegney's of Edward Street, open from 11am to 12 noon. Uh, Monday being the 29th of August is a bank holiday and we have no notification of the chemists uh, on rota from either town. Uh, there is uh, no rota chemist in Lurgan on Wednesday and none in either town on Saturday. Sunday opening applies in both towns for public holidays. Oh, uh, accused refused High Court bail. A grandmother accused of holding a leadership role within a dissident Republican terrorist group plotting extreme levels of violence, must remain in custody, a High Court judge has ruled. Amanda McCabe, 51, was refused bail on Wednesday amid claims she attend, attended bug meetings of the new IRA's High Command, where potential bombing campaigns and cyber attacks were discussed. McCabe of Aylesbury Gardens in Lurgan has spent two years on remand on disputed charges connected to a joint police and MI5 investigation into the group's activities. But Lord Justice Tracy rejected defence arguments that she should now be allowed out of prison. He said, I do not accept there has been any change which could justify releasing the applicant on bail. The risks plainly remain. McCabe also knows, as Mandy Duck, is among, is among 10 people facing prosecution as part of Operation Arbesia, a surveillance-led probe targeting alleged senior dissident Republican figures. Prosecutors claim she was present at two gatherings at properties in Six Mile Cross and Oma in County Tyrone on dates in February and July 2020. She was allegedly part of the middle leadership of the new IRA's Army Council, addressed by two co-accused who identified themselves as the organisation's chairman and chief of staff. A previous court heard that those in attendance discussed the possibility of launching a hard economic bombing campaigning and cyber attacks within the UK. At one stage in the secretly recorded conversations, McCabe despaired at a previous ceasefire called by the IRA, it was claimed. She faces a total of seven. She faces a total of seven charges, including directing a terrorist organisation belonging to a prescribed grouping and preparation of terrorist acts. Counsel for McCabe stressed that she denies attending either meeting at the centre of the bugging operation. It was argued that she has a clear criminal record 
and should now be granted bail to provide support for her children and grandchildren. However, Lord Justice Tracy decided there was insufficient change in circumstances to warrant a release from custody. He pointed out, the prosecution submit that the content of the recordings shows a deep-seated belief and commonality between the parties, with those involved in discussions willing to engage in extreme levels of violence and threaten public safety. They say it demonstrates the long personal history of this applicant in her alleged involvement in terrorist activity. Citing the alleged risk posed by McCabe, the judge confirmed, for all of those reasons, bail is refused. And continuing with crime, and this is just the final piece for this week, theft charge dismissed against grieving man. A grieving Moyer man accused of the theft of a £1,000 laptop, which had been left in a security tray by another passenger at Belfast International Airport, has been acquitted. Anthony Jackson, 41, now of Forget-Me-Not Cottage in Worthing and Southern England, has been charged with the theft of a, Mac top, sorry, a MacBook Air laptop on December the 21st last year. Uh, he contested the charge. On Thursday, August the 18th, at Ballymena uh, Magistrates Court was shown CCTV footage and showed a student putting his belongings in trays at the security area of the airport, but he inadvertently left it behind before travelling to Birmingham. Members of the public put other trays over the tray containing the laptop, and a staff member then lifted the pile of trays which were returned into circulation. The court heard the laptop has now been returned to its owner. An emotional Mr Jackson, who, has, who had no record, told the court he owned the exact same laptop and because he previously had left his behind at Gatwick, which he later collected, he had not brought it with him for his December the 21st flight in case he forgot it again. In December, he had been on his way back to England after dealing with affairs relating to his mother, who had passed away and at the airport he reached up for a tray at Belfast International Security. He said he had been um, in autopilot and put items in a tray and then removed them, including the laptop, as he had been stressed following his mother's death and was thinking about getting home to see his wife and daughter. He denied intending to steal the laptop and said subconsciously I maybe just thought it was mine and added I would never take anything that wasn't mine. Mr Jackson said, I wasn't in a very good place. I was exhausted and not very well. And it was my first Christmas without my mum. Mr Jackson said he tried to watch Netflix on the laptop. And when it showed an Apple symbol, he still thought it was his. And that the battery was dead. And he packed it away again. When he got home, he realised he had two laptops. And he went to an Apple store to see if they could activate Find My Mac. The store didn't do that and when he phoned police in England about the laptop, they told him to return it to the airport. He said he should have done so sooner, but after putting it away out of sight, he had forgotten about it. The court heard he was then contacted by airport police and he immediately got back to them and it was arranged for him to bring the laptop back when next travelling to Northern Ireland in March this year. The court heard Mr Jackson was told there was no rush in returning the laptop. But after a child illness, he could not travel in March and he posted the laptop to the airport. 
Dismissing the theft charge against Mr Jackson, District Judge Nigel Broderick said, I have no reason to disbelieve the stressors he had in his life in relation to the sad departure of his mum. The judge said that there had been extenuating personal circumstances in operation at the time. Good. And now for this week's pictures. First of all, angling first catches a charity boost. A cheque is being uh, presented to uh, Tesco's in Lurgan by Mark McGivern, the development <coughs> officer for Angling First, and was presented to Adele Foyle, Tesco community champion for Lurgan. The total amount raised was £837.80, which will be used to assist uh, a charity uh, dealing with uh, community issues, uh, and that was presented in Tesco and Lurgan. News of a graduation. Joshua Ferguson has graduated from Ulster University with the BSc First Class Honours Degree in Accounting. Joss is the son of Carl and Karen Ferguson and the grandson of John and Joan Ferguson and the late David and Myrtle Marina Calvin, Portadown. Joss is a former pupil of Seagull Primary School, Kilgamein Junior High School and Portadown College. And uh, finally, we have a, a special picture this week of um, William and Myrtle uh, McCavish, who marked their 70th uh, years of marriage. William and Myrtle McCavish have celebrated an amazing seven decades of marriage with a special afternoon tea marking the occasion. They are now one of an estimated not point, sorry, not point one percent of couples to reach their this incredible milestone, which really makes this special pair one in a million. Uh, the couple first met more than 72 years ago. Myrtle was from the Banfoot and William would travel there on a Saturday night to see her. Myrtle recalls it was while attending a friend's wedding that William asked, should we get married? So on August the 19th, 1952, in High Street Methodist Church in Lurgan, they said, I do. The couple set up home on their farm in Derryad which is still a working farm to this day. They went on to have three children, Heather, Gary and Elaine, eight grandchildren, Linda, Amanda, Ryan, Matthew, Gareth, Graham, Alison and Kathy. Now there are also four great-grandchildren, Levi, Oliver, Lyle and Ella. Uh, throughout married life, <coughs> Myrtle and William enjoyed travelling and visited family in Canada and America, and Lake Garda was a particular favourite. Decades on, they stay close to home but still enjoy their wee drives and eating out. They even manage the odd trip uh, up the north coast. Myrtle and William commemorated their platinum wedding anniversary by receiving a special card with congratulations from the Queen. Their eldest daughter, Heather, then hosted a beautiful afternoon tea at her home where the entire family joined the couple to mark the special occasion. When asked what the secret of such long married life was, Myrtle replied, There's no secret, you take the good with the bad, but after all these years, I have no regrets. And now we continue with the local government uh, news. It's mostly about planning this week. Uh, plan submitted for play park. Uh, a new play park for the Birches area outside Portadown is inching closer to a reality as Sorry, to a reality as planning permission has been submitted. Upper Ban uh, MP Carla Lockhart has welcomed the submission of a planning application for the new play park at Robinsonstown. 
The application was submitted following consultation and approval from the Northern Ireland Housing Executive. Permission sought for 14 new semi-detached homes. Armagh City, Banbridge and Craigavonborough Council's planners are currently considering a planning application that, if approved, will see outline planning permission granted for 14 semi-detached homes in Portadown. Lodged by agents, architects, Knox and Markwell, on behalf of applicant Glassgiven Contracts Limited, outline permission is sought for a residential housing development comprising of 14 two-storey, three-bedroom semi-detached houses with private gardens, in curtilage car parking and open amenity landscape uh, area at 71 Seagull Road. According to the application form, the 0.44 hectare site is a vacant residential dwelling and gardens that was last occupied in 2006. A design and access statement that accompanies the application notes, this application is a resubmission of a previously approved outline planning application which has not yet expired. It notes that the new development will be accessed by the existing housing development, the Glebe, and states the proposed housing will be in keeping with the character of the existing development. The houses will, the statement notes, have the advantage of good connections to local amenities and facilities, including public transport, schools, community facilities, industry and commerce. Lodged, sorry, lodged and validated on Friday, July the 29th, the neighbour consultation period will expire on Monday, August the 29th. Drive-through cafe proposal. An application seeking uh, outline planning permission for a drive-through cafe is, be, is before uh, ABC uh, Council's planners for consideration. Lodged by Agent Alan Wood on behalf of the applicant Highland Developments, the application seeks outline permission to put a drive-through cafe on the 0.09 hectare site at 199 Bridge Street, Portadown. The site, which is located opposite the town's KFC, is currently home to a car wash and, if permission is granted and the plans come to fruition, a new building would be required on the site. According to the application form, it's unknown how many additional people or vehicles will attend the site on a daily basis if this plan comes to fruition. The application standard consultation period will expire on Tuesday, August the 30th and will be advertised until Friday the 2nd of September. So that's where it is. New access route is sought by Almac. Armagh City, Bambridge and Gregavonborough Council's planners are currently considering a planning application from a Portadown-based pharmaceutical firm for a new access route to one of its buildings. Lodged by HPA Architecture Limited on behalf of Almac Pharma Services Limited, the application seeks permission to provide a new access to building 14A at the company's premises at Seagull Industrial Estate. Alongside the new access from Almac Avenue, a new turning area and security fencing is also proposed for installation at lands approximately 80 metres south of Almac Building 27 at unit one, uh, sorry, 14, unit 14A and lands adjacent to unit 14A. 
Permission is also sought to provide new concrete bitmax surfacing to the surrounding area. According to the application form, the site identified for development is currently in use as a car park and ex an existing building 27 refurbishment. Application to extend a warehouse. Council planners are currently considering an application to extend a warehouse in Portadown, lodged by Agent ML Design and Management uh, on behalf of applicant Borel Limited. The application seeks permission to extend a warehouse for the storage of sports clothes at Unit 6, M12 uh, Business Park, Portadown. According to the application form, the 0.0255 hectare site earmarked for the expansion is currently an open yard and the ac access to the premises will be via the use of an existing unaltered access to a public road. At present, there is a 643.5 metres square of gross um, floor space, and this equates to 609.62 square metres net floor space. The proposed extension is seeking to add to 140.23 metres square of net floor space for a total of 849.85 metres square of net floor space. The application standard consultation period will expire on Tuesday, August the 30th. Right, so one nine nine. Now we're continuing with uh, the notification of the local deaths. Uh, McGowan Gordon, the officers and members of the above club, that's the Triangle Glenavon Supporters Club, uh, deeply regret the death of their highly esteemed member Gordon and tender our sincere sympathy to his wife Anne and son Rodney and the entire family circle. Um, and that's Graeme Morwood, Chairman, and Claire Hall, Secretary. Richie Neville died the 17th of August 2022. Dear Neville, the Lord only takes the best, so he took you long before we were ready to say goodbye. May you find eternal peace in the house of the Lord. Remembered and loved by your brother Thomas, sister Doris, sister-in-law Jennifer, brother-in-law George, nephews, nieces and all the family circle. Smith Dorothy called home 23rd of August 2021. Precious memories of a special mum, nanny and great nanny. Your memory is our keepsake with which we never part. God has you in his keeping. We have you in our hearts. Loved and remembered always by Wendy, Laura, Stephen, Richard and families. And now we continue with the, the adverts. Uh, two J's International Fa uh, Fashion Summer Sale. Massive clearance, 70% uh, off all stock. And that starts on Thursday, the 25th of August. Uh, call in now and don't miss out. And telephone number is 028-3832-6911, Robert Street, Lurgan. And a two-for-one uh, from £69, you know you should, and that's including sunglasses with single vision lens for the same prescription at Specsavers. And the Mobility Furniture Company have a sale, uh, truly made to measure rise and recline chairs. Um, 
uh, £300 off the first item, uh, part exchange for your old furniture, uh, plus 50% off the second item. Uh, there's a flexible finance packages available and there's five-year warranty including free um, and warranty included with every merchandised item. Uh, putting your feet up is a way to reduce the swelling, says Dr. Hicks. And uh, if you're interested in finding out about that, the telephone number is 0, sorry, 0808 0808265-1372. And that's the Mobility Furniture Company sale. Right, where are we now? Portadown College Students Secure Superb A-Level Outcomes. Portadown College is delighted to celebrate a superb examination series for its sixth formers with an impressive pass rate of 100% secured by both our AS and A2 2022 cohorts. At A2 level, an outstanding 47.6% of all grades achieved were A star or A, with 96% of grades awarded at A star to C. In commending the excellent outcomes attained by year 13, Ms Gibb expressed best wishes to PC's AS students for the academic year ahead. Our year 13 students should be proud of their achievements and encouraged by the strong foundations for success at A2 which they have secured. Alongside the college community, I extend best wishes to our returning students for the year 14 courses. Delight a top performance at A and AS level at Lurgan College. After 17 years as headmaster of Lurgan College, Trevor Robinson is absolutely delighted that the 2022 A and AS level results featured some of the best performances by pupils in the college's 149 year history. Mr Robinson described the result as truly commendable and a, a testament to the pupils' unwavering dedication to their studies. He also described it as tangible evidence of the success of our Cherish Dixon plan, which for almost 60 years has successfully honed Craig Alvin's young people's skills, qualities and attributes and supported them to fulfil their intellectual, social, moral and spiritual potential. Mr Robinson pointed to the unpredictable circumstances uh, that the Year 14 class of 2022 faced due to the pandemic. Students celebrate outstanding results at St Ronan's College. After a challenging two years of disruption to learning and teaching, pupils of St Ronan's College in Lurgan achieved outstanding results at A and AS level this year. Principal Fiona Keane congratulated all the sixth form students on their sheer determination and resilience to achieve these outstanding A level results. I am extremely proud of each and every one of them. St Ronan's College is the second largest post-primary school in Northern Ireland and it first opened in 2015 following the amalgamation of three schools in Lurgan. Uh, STEM subject leads the way in the top grade classifications at Lismore. The, the class of 2022 sat external examinations for the first time in the summer series and outcomes indicate that pupils' achievement surpassed all expectations at Lismore Comprehensive School. Statistics in the key performance in indicators saw a rise uh, of more than 10% on outcomes from 2019 when external exams were, less used, sorry, were last used to award grades. 
Almost half of subject areas examined achieved 100% in the A-star category. However, it was the area of STEM that individual pupils' performance excelled. And on that uh, particular note about schools and uh, uh, exams and uh, the cost, the, the most, most in the news now is the cost of kit for schools. And uh, we just wanted to continue to say that there's a, an article about that at the moment. But we just wanted to say that most schools offer a pre-loved uh, service in their schools. And uh, not, in order was to uh, uh, find out about that, you can uh, check on the school's website for details. And now for the remainder of the information and events. Killy Lay to host last Saturday. Local members of the Royal Black Institution will mark the finale of the parading season the last Saturday this weekend. Primatial Royal Black District number four will host the annual demonstration in Killy Lay. Following the postponement of our normal hosting due to the pandemic, we are pleased to renew our friendships and to be joined by our neighbouring districts, chapters of Ochnacloy, Killyman, Summer Island, East Tyrone, and a number of visiting preceptories from the Republic of Ireland, said the organisers. 63 preceptories and 61 bands will take part in the parade, which will move off from the assembly field on the Armagh side of the village at 12 noon. Headed by the county bannerets of Armagh and Tyrone, the procession will stream along Main Street, pausing at the War Memorial to lay a wreath on behalf of the primatial district Armagh City. The main demonstration field is on the Caledon side of the village, where platform proceedings will begin at 2.15. The religious service will be chaired by Worshipful District Master Gordon Wakenshaw and led by the District Chaplain, the Reverend Edwin Fraser, assisted by the Reverend John Batchelor, with Roger, the Reverend Roger McElnee delivering the address. After the religious service, the resolutions would be read by County Armagh Grant Master David Livingstone. Big Macmillan Charity Car Show is back at Turkington's. <clears throat> the Big Macmillan Car Show is to return next month with a huge display of all sorts of vehicles plus a chance to help raise funds for charity. Last year's event proved a huge success with thousands attending plus um, they raised more than 16,500 for Macmillan Cancer Support. All are invited to the event on Thursday, September the 15th for an evening of cars, burgers, coffee, trade stands and the chance to support Macmillan. From 5pm to 9pm they will be taking over Turkington's yard with a display of vehicles. As spokesperson said, similar to the 2021 show, the exhibitors should enter the show via the Mahan Industrial Estate entrance, down past the police station. Uh, every motoring enthusiast loves a good car show, whether it's the opportunity to enjoy gazing at cars, we can't afford or just being able to spend a few hours in the presence of like-minded folk. Therefore, please feel free to share this with your fellow car enthusiasts. Classic cars <coughs> and bikes on display at Fun Day. There will be something for everyone at Moral Presbyterian Church's Fun Day on Saturday, September 3rd. Included in the wide variety of attractions will be a bouncy castle, classic cars, vintage tractors, classic motor racing bikes, Skywatch NI, an ice cream van, a hot food trailer and various musical items. 
The military wives NI choir will be performing on the day, as well as the church's own praise group and several organists all performing in the church throughout the day. The event in Mora Presbyterian will run from 11am until 3pm and everyone is very welcome. For further information visit www.facebook.com slash Mora Presbyterian. New Mum's Sustainable Market at Brownlow House. Stylish pre-loved clothes, artisan crafts and much more will be on sale this Saturday at the Mum's Sustainable Market in Lurgan. Open from 10am to 3pm on Saturday at the courtyard of Brownlow House in Windsor Avenue. There will be shop clearance items, baby clothes and ladies designer fashion from Alana Outlet, including Robel, Betty Barclay, Carla um, Giannani, as well as Tesco Baby Stock. The pop-up pre-loved boutique run by the ladies from Knitted Knockers of Northern Ireland will have pre-loved prams, baby chairs, toys and equipment as well as toys. The market aims to raise much needed funds to run the charity's health and wellbeing centre. Portadown Gardening Club to learn about latest trends. Members of Portadown Gardening Club and anyone interested in joining will be meeting at the Mahon Garden Centre at 10.30am on Saturday, August the 27th. After a chat with one of the club's long-time sponsors about the latest trends in gardening and bulbs available for autumn planting, the group will enjoy a walk around the garden centre. Afterwards, everyone is welcome to join for a cup of coffee and the scone to chat about the 2022-23 programme. Blackwell House is also providing the club with a box of their delicious shortbread. We look forward to seeing you there, said a spokesperson for the gardening club. It's every young girl's dream to be Matilda, and now three will be taking turns starring in the latest production for the Mo from the Moy Rafferty Arts and Drama Society in Craigavon. Mads is celebrating 25 years of bringing top quality performances to the Craigavon, Lurgan and Portadown areas, and this production also promises to be first class. Uh, Matilda Jr. will be performed in Portadown Town Hall a total of four times this September. Show producer Kieran Corr said we have a, a great cast and crew for this production. Every young girl in our society wants to be Matilda. We decided that we would three girls perform this role. Uh, Beth Nate Dornan, Emma McConville and Eva Haddock. The performance on uh, Saturday uh, the 10th at 7.30pm. Tickets for this show only are £5 or pay at the door. The show will suit the entire family. Tickets for all four performances now on sale. Friday, September the 9th, 7.30pm. Tickets £7. Saturday the 10th, 3pm. Tickets £7. And Saturday, September the 10th, 7.30pm. Uh, Sunday, September the 11th, 3pm. Tickets £7. You can book your seat from the seating plan when you click into the ticket source www.ticketsource.co.uk uh, forward slash Moirafferty dash arts dash and drama society. Hope for Youth Ministries Praise Night. Hope for Youth Ministries are hosting a praise night in Craigavon Civic and Conference Centre on Saturday, September the 3rd, beginning at 7. Artists taking part are expected to include Sharon Morrison, Live Issue, Alex Robb, the Hannah family and Kezia Bowman. 
Tickets priced at £12 per person are available from the Faith Mission in Bambridge, Lisburn, Lurgan and Portadown. Alternatively, they can also be purchased on, online at www.nsconcerts.com. There will be a limited availability of tickets at the door on the night. Anyone who would like further information on the Braves Night is asked to call 0777 434 Now continuing with the sport, Glen Avon loses out to last gap penalty. For the second successive week, Gary Hamilton's Glen Avon has to play out a game with only nine men. Playing against Lauren FC, they had Callum Burney dismissed for a challenge on Lee Bonus, then new boy Jack Malone saw red after clashing with Paul O'Neill. The Lurgan Blues look to have done enough to earn a point, just to say they did the previous week against. Sorry, just as they did the previous week against Ballymena United, until referee Andrew Davy pointed to the penalty spot after spotting handball offence by Sean Ward. Ben Doherty took on the responsibility, and his finish was emphatic. It may have been late, the 96th minute to be precise, but the former Coleraine man displayed a coolness personified to blast home a penalty kick and help Tiernan Lynch's team edge three crucial Danske Bank Premiership points. Not surprisingly, Glenavon boss Hamilton thought his boys were hard done by in the home defeat. There were a few uh, decisions that went against us that had a massive influence on the game, he said. I can't fault my players. I thought they were excellent. To play the way we did against a team like Larne with only nine men was brilliant. But it was heartbreaking to be done with the penalty kick with the last kick of the match. Uh, you saw what it meant to Larne at the end of the game. It's not often a team celebrates three points like that. It's not sour grapes, but for me, Larne are a full-time club that play big money players. So they should be beating us, but it took a penalty to do it. Craigavon Park Run. Over 200 runners and volunteers turned out on Saturday 13th of August to mark the 10th anniversary since, since, since this hugely popular free running event was first introduced to Craigavon City Park. Some 74,000 people have walked, jogged or ran the 5k course around Craigavon City Park over the past decade. To mark the occasion, Deputy Lord Mayor Councillor Tim McClelland came along to meet the runners as well as thank the volunteers for their unstinting commitment to organising the weekly event and playing a key role in building healthier communities in the borough. New runners and walkers are welcome to join in future park runs at Craigavon City Park every Saturday at 9.30am. No registration is required. For further information, visit parkrun.org dot uk slash city park. Senior Four bring silverware home. Lurgan Bowling Club Senior Four, Alan Briggs, Peter Jew, uh, Ronan Cregan and Alan Roberts have plenty to celebrate after being crowned 2022's NIBA champions. Uh, the victorious Senior Four played a challenging and entertaining final match against the strong Bambridge rink skipped by the experienced Tony Bell on the Balmoral Green last Saturday afternoon and won 2013. 
Their success, their success comes after beating Antrim Lawn in the semi-final. Over the first seven ends, the two teams were equally matched, with the score being even at 7-7 after five ends, and 5-5 after nine. The tenth end was to a measure that was in the Lurgan Force favour for them to go one shot ahead at 6-5. On the 11th, the Bells rink went seriously off the, off the boil to bowl loosely for the Lurgan men to take an amazing seven-shot haul and stretch their lead to 13-5. Banbridge got the shot on the next end, but the 13th was another dramatic one for Roberts' rink, with Dews edging the Banbridge uh, lying bowl out, and for Roberts to finish the job with a brilliant draw for the Lurgan side to lie 2-15-8. Suddenly the match started to swing towards the Banbridge forwards, with them taking four shots off the 14th and 15th ends to reduce the Lurgan lead to 15-12. The Lurgan team were feeling the heat. Fearing that the championship was ending away, was edging away from them, Roberts Rink settled themselves on the 16th with Drew, drawing a fine shot to stay in place throughout, and then for Cregan to draw a brilliant second for Lurgan to go ahead by 17-12. Taking a shot on the 17th, Bell's Rink was getting dangerously close, and were just four shots adrift of Lurgan at 17-13. All to play for on the last end with Lurgan teams uh, having to get used to cliffhanger finishes. Banbridge were lying two shots but needed five to win the championship and had four bowls about a yard and a half behind the head to be a useful catch if they could lift the jack and their lying bowl. Dew bowled a super bowl um, to take out one of the Banbridge lying bowls that left them lying just one shot. Realising the danger, but try as they will, the Lurgan back end could not draw protective bowls to the back of the head. Bell missed the jack with his first bowl and had to deliver a risky one with his last to take the jack through to his back four for a championship one. <clears throat> Turkington hopes to build momentum. British Touring Car Championship leader Colin Turkington returns to the hot seat as rounds 22, 23 and 24 take place around Hampshire's Thruxton circuit this weekend. The team BMW driver produced a near-perfect set of results at Snetterton last time out, increasing its championship lead to 15 points. Turkington also notched up a landmark 500 BTCC race start and acknowledged this milestone by planting an additional 500 trees into his 2022 climate positive campaign. The Northern Irish driver feels the team have recently taken a step forward with his 3 Series BMW at a critical point and aims to make this count. Qualifying gets underway at Thruxton from 3.25 on Saturday with the first of three races on Sunday starting at 11.45 a.m. Uh, Mira crowned Irish champion. This is from Motocross Sport. Loch Brickland's John uh, Mira was crowned Irish experts um, MX1 champion at the final round of the 2022 championship hosted by the Knock Club at the Mountain Quarter Track in Saldown Patrick. After wrapping up the Ulster title a few weeks ago, the Irish was a straight battle between himself and his brother. 
But unfortunately, Jason took ill before the event and was unable to compete, leaving John to complete a domestic double in the MX1 class on the watch Kakwagasaki. Mira uh, whole shotted the opening motto and won comfortably from Seaford's Nathan Green with Newton Arge rider Luke Smith third. Uh, race two saw Stuart Edmonds returning uh, from injury, finished second to Mira, who again hot shotted the start. Smith was third. The final race saw Mira complete his treble and uh, claim the Irish title. Edmondson claimed another second place and Smith third. Now Mira can look forward to representing Ireland for the first time in America for the MXON at Red Bud, which takes place on the 24th and the 25th of September. He will team with Ballyclare's Martin Barr and Dubliner's Stuart Edmonds. Uh, Jack Mira added another title to the Mira Trophy Room, where he was crowned Irish 125th Youth Championship at Downpatrick. Sport's been kicked into touch by strike. Concerns have been expressed about the impact of ongoing strike action at Armagh, Bambridge and Craigavon Council on the mental health of people being denied access to sport. The strike, due to last four weeks, has had a significant impact on local football teams who play and train at council-owned facilities in the area. Simon Kelly, coach of Guildford Crusaders senior team, said... On Saturday, we were meant to play Mindwell FC at Woodlands Park in Guildford, which is owned by the council, but it was cancelled. We were also meant to have a game on Wednesday night against Lurgan Celtic. They play at Lord Lurgan Park. It has been cancelled as well. At this stage, we don't even know when our next competitive fixture will be. Simon is also a coach with Banbridge Town under-13s, who have encountered the same problems due to the closure of council venues. A Mid-Ulster Football League spokesman said the strike action has had a significant impact on fi fixtures. He said we had to cancel matches on Saturday that were pre-arranged on local authority pitches across ABC Council. We've managed to reverse some fixtures, but that's not a situation you would like to continue because it would mean some teams are playing four or five home matches in a row and others are playing away every week. He added, there may be teams who are unable to train as well if they use council pitches. It could have significant impact for the full four weeks and ongoing if matters are not resolved. Trust admits to significant challenges to hospital staff. After another weekend when Craig Avon and Daisy Hill Hospital pleaded urgently for staff to help with the emergency departments, the Trust admitted significant work workforce challenges. Over the summer, there have been regular urgent call-outs uh, on social media for nurses or healthcare assistants to help out in the emergency department of both hospitals. On Monday, uh, Southern Health and Social Care spokesperson said, like all professionals across the health and social care regionally and indeed nationally, there are significant workforce challenges with nursing at present. Sick leave and staff taking much deserved summer leave is having an impact on our staffing absences. Mm. It's important that everyone is discharged from hospital as soon as they are medically fit. Given current pressures, this may not always be your first choice and we ask for your cooperation in accepting short-term short -term care 
alternatives unless, sorry, until care is finalised. Hospice launches its 2022 corporate challenge. Outlet to open at McGowan West in September. Linus invests in Portadown as a new store brings 15 jobs. A new food store is set to open in Portadown next month, creating 15 new jobs. Linus Food Outlet, which has shops across Northern Ireland, is a family business specialising in a cash and carry style outlet, but for the general public. The firm has invested hundreds of thousands of pounds in the new store, which will be located at the former B&M store in McGowan West. It's due to officially open on September the 8th. At Linus Food Outlet, we offer hundreds of quality, fresh, frozen grocery and um, ambient products in bigger packs at wholesale prices. As well as food and groceries, they will be selling household items and garden logs. It is the same quality that goes to top hotels that we sell to regular customers at Linus. It is the little effect and the quality is excellent. We have now come to the end of our recording for this week. Our thanks to the team of volunteers who edited and recorded this week, and to Mackles for collecting the Portadown Times and Lurgan Mail for us, and to the Presbyterian Church for the use of the studio. Editing the news this week were Patricia McGuinness and Hazel Semple. Our technician was David Bennett, and reading with me this week was Hazel Semple. From the newsroom at the Old Man's, this is Gareth Greer signing off. Thank you for spending time with us. All our good wishes for the week ahead. Our team will be back with you in four weeks' time. Please remember to return your wallet and memory stick. Sign News is a Craigavon Talking Newspaper production. Goodbye. Bye for now.